girl, I got a thing for you. Green bean, I pack, I am the king for you. I don't care what them other guys bring to you. I got the loving to go fling to you. Passionate, let me hard as I sing for you. Baby girl, you know me, I cling to you. House car and land and I bring for you. Because you changed my life, so me into you. Tabata me dream, girl. Good morning. Good morning from sunny South Florida. It's 68 degrees where I am. Clear skies. You'd never think that we had storms rolling through just the other day. 
grateful to be here with all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What can I say? Good morning to all the listeners around the world logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, of course. Pleasant good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Friday, September 30, Freestyle Friday in the mix. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views you can follow me on twitter at me media moments mi media moments on instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and me is mi and on tiktok moments with me media of course mi there as well And you heard the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. At least 23 dead after suicide bomb blast at Educational Center in Kabul. King Charles, the new coins featuring the monarch's portrait has been unveiled. In stores out of North America, Hurricane Ian heads for the Carolinas after pounding Florida. The number one safest school in the country is located in the Midwest. New ranking list shows Uvalde parents have filed a federal lawsuit against gun manufacturers, the school district and others. Biden administration scales back student loan forgiveness plan as the states get ready to sue. Can't wait to get to that one. First on CNN, U.S. government to provide $266 million to build community and public health workforce. Judge bails Trump out of special master plan that would have forced uncomfortable submissions in court. Okay, that's another one I can't wait to get to. At least two dead on Sanibel Island, which is cut off from Florida's mainland after Ian's storm surge severs the causeway. And two men charged with manslaughter after allegedly shooting two migrants in West Texas, authorities say. In business and tech news, New Jersey mortgage lender settles discrimination lawsuit with Justice Department for $13 million. Google Maps introducing new feature that allows you to check out the vibe of a neighborhood. Florida's home insurance market was a mess before Ian. It's about to get worse. And the U.S. push for pay transparency. In health and science news, untreatable STI causes infertility and miscarriages due to silent spread. Coffee lowers risk of heart problems and early death, study says, especially ground and caffeinated coffee. U.S. sees increase in respiratory infections that can lead to paralysis in children. And this is according to a CDC data. In sports news, Bengals top the Dolphins 27-15. Sorry, Dolphins, I knew you were on the roll, but sorry about that. After injured, Tago was carted off the field. In the Caribbean corner, Hurricane Ian um, update, 20 migrants are still missing in waters off of Florida. Out of Jamaica, a schoolgirl killed in fight at Kingston Technical High School 
has been identified. Williams stands firmly with school boards deciding uniform policies and out of Suriname government considering citizenship by investment program. Out of Latin America, Nicaragua leader calls Catholic Church a dictatorship. In Believe It or Not News, Tulsa District Attorney recovering from injuries after being stabbed by daughter. Passengers on American Airlines flight react after intercom is taken over by moaning and groaning sounds. Oh boy. In entertainment news, rapper Coolio passed away at the age of 59. James Earl Jones signs away the rights of his iconic Darth Vader voice. We're going to have these stories. Oh, and Trevor Noah to leave The Daily Show after seven years. We're going to have the details of these stories and more coming up after a little more. And we're going to hear from Berna Boy, last, last. Today it is Freestyle Friday in the Friday Mix. Whatever pops up. <laughs> okay, enjoy. You go bow for the result, Nothing to discuss, Cause I did win by default and without any doubt, I'm a me happy adult, and no go feed the girl, and no go feed the girl is out. I'm a mind as you be talk. Oh. I put my life into my job, and I know I'm in trouble. She manipulate my love. Oh. I know holy, and I know that capo, like the Baba Frayo. Oh my, you love me, can't do it all. Yeah. Who am 
Looking on my future, see you, girl. My true feelings pushing out. Woman, you love me, can't do it all. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, it is QMZRadio.com to help get you through your day. Everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go ahead and download that Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio. Take us on the go. And of course, I gotta say thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is MI. Gotta say, I am extremely grateful. Uh, I am in South Florida. I am in Southwest West Florida. <laughs> Way West. Um, you know, people said, but oh, Miami was fun. Depends on what part of Miami you were in. Miami is huge. And I am, um, the part of Miami I am in is a hurricane path. Okay. So the keys get those winds and stuff. We get them where I am. Um, but I'm extremely grateful that we didn't have anything serious. The only thing I really had to aggravate me was poor phone service and poor internet service. Um, had a little wind, so I, you know, had to remove everything off our patios and, um, didn't take up our trampoline though, left that outside. Thankfully nothing happened there, but we are extremely grateful, uh, I have seen the footage from various areas, what's on the news as well as um, what people have posted up. And I'm saying my prayers, my thoughts go out to them for a speedy recovery. Um, yeah. And it's so sad that at this time, Governor Ron DeSantis is choosing to be petty in all of this. Um, stop, stop being petty and start being a leader, DeSantis, okay? Um, something is totally off, totally off with you. And I suggest you get yourself checked, right? But, um, yeah, gratitude is always, and we're praying for those in South Carolina who are going to feel the effects of, um, what's about to hit them. Um, yeah. So if you are safe, not affected, not impacted, didn't lose anything, didn't lose any life, any limb, any family member, be grateful. One thing I will say about South Florida, though, be prepared, or Central Florida, be prepared for them gators. Yep, they 
they're moving did anyone see the one with the um sharks swimming in the streets because of course that's where the water is and um one thing i did see that aggravated the life out of me and it's on the heights of stupid key west let me turn the music down for a bit i, I got i gotta talk about this hold on burner boy yeah bank on my being angry right I, i'm like parents what's wrong with you so you're in key west the streets are flooded you see the electrical poles right and i'm saying hopefully the electricity was cut off so that there would be no electrocution but still the streets are flooded in key west up to waist level and parents have their kids out there swimming in the streets little kids are you dumb are you dumb and i'm like now if a current snatches their asses up there are they are gonna want somebody to swim to rescue their children and i i'm sorry but that somebody would not be me you have your child out there you gonna rescue your child i'm not helping you i'm not gonna put my life at risk because of your stupidity i was like and yes you don't have to ask what persuasion we already know don't have to ask don't got yeah you have to ask yeah that's just crazy did you see javette good morning javette good morning Dre. good morning <laughs> welcome back moments Woo! welcome back uh, thank I'm you glad that you're okay and your family's okay um i literally just pulled the video up when you said it <laughs> ridiculous what do you do with people I, like I those javette I'm always afraid um, when it's flooding like that in whatever state, because any type of creature could be in that water. Alligators, I mean, it's ridiculous. And people are walking through. I'm just, ooh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. When I saw it, Javette, I was like, what on earth is going on? What are they thinking with? But I would be losing my job, Javed, if I worked down there and I was told, you know, I have to go rescue them or their child. I'd be like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. They made a conscious decision to go out there in the streets that are flooded to be swimming and carrying on with all sorts of foolishness. And now you're telling me it's my job to go and save them? Mm -mm. No. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. They're going to learn to swim today. Come on, parents. <laughs> you got to have more common sense than that. Got to have more common sense than that. And for those who are frolicking in the water, in the apartment buildings and so on, you know, out in the parking lots and stuff, is that really common sense? Really? What if you get electrocuted? What if something comes up and nips you on the ankle, bites a chunk out of your, your calf? What you going to say? Who are you going to blame? You know, so we know that Florida is prone to flooding. So I said to my husband, I said, you know something? If there is ever going to be a direct hit in our path, you know, everybody stays upstairs. Everybody will be staying upstairs. Whatever we can move upstairs. The good thing about hurricanes, you can prepare. That's the beauty about a hurricane. You can prepare. 
um, move everything upstairs so in case downstairs get flooded, we don't have to worry. But this hurricane that passed, it's the first I've seen so many tornado warnings. There were so many tornadoes. It was like every 15 minutes there was a tornado warning. And I'm like, okay, okay. And, you know, your heart start racing because I, can, I slept through hurricanes. I've been through hurricanes. Those are not a problem. But a tornado is not something I want to deal with at any time at all. And then you would see footage scary yeah it's very scary we have them here in houston and here in houston you'll get the warning on your phone on your tv on your radio um the last one that came through here i just had to turn off everything because besides the warning stressing you out then you have family members and friends calling you from all over to see if you're okay i literally had to turn off everything wow yeah because i think that can affect you more than the the disaster itself you know i think it puts you in a state of worry more than normal that that's my opinion i don't know for me it did yeah. For me, it did. I can understand. Dre, let me touch base with you. Where were you, Florida or out of Florida? Yeah, I was in um, the Bay Area, Tampa. Talk to me. Talk to me, Dre. How were, how, how were you? How are things with you over there? Okay, I guess he can't talk right now. Yeah, but... Um... No, I can talk. Oh, Sorry okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, nothing much happened our side, really. Good. Um, it was bracing for a direct hit, but it hit two hours down the street. So it hit Fort Myers and Port Charlotte and that area. Yeah. The only thing we got was just winds and the, the rain wasn't hard. It was just drizzling right through, but it was just mostly wind. And um, everybody was just going crazy because all the water in the bay just disappeared. And on yes. the Gulf, the yes. water in the Gulf also just disappeared. So everybody was bracing for that search to come in, but nothing really happened. Um, you know, I have to give God thanks for that because yes. if it just if there was the storm just shifted a little north, actually the storm the storm actually shifted south. It did shift south because yeah, Tampa was supposed to get a direct hit, and it's we were supposed it, to yeah. get, yes, and it shifted south. Yeah, and um, Fort Myers is just like a two hours drive down the yeah. road and. And Sarasota is like an hour down the road, and people that I know in Sarasota, they said they they got it too. They didn't got it like Fort Myers, but like um, one of my friend, her entire downstairs is flooded. Yeah. She said, and stuff like that. So you know, I just um, pray for them and everything, and I just give God thanks that you know, yeah, everything is okay where I'm at. Yeah, thank God grateful i have family in um sarasota bradenton that area um so i don't said i don't have their number so i reached out to my mom she got in touch with them they weren't there thankfully they were out of town but um yes so javette is asking what does it mean the water disappeared so in some areas javette when there is going to be a storm or a tsunami the water will recede, disappear completely. And you can actually walk out into what was a lake or the sea. 
disappears and then it comes back with a mad rush it's nature one of these things that are unexplained um and they say god ain't real okay only god could. <laughs> let me tell you something that i yeah i'm not sure what the scientific explanation is dre you familiar with with the um reasoning behind um, that i i you know i don't know the scientific explanation but i've seen it before mm-hmm. i've seen it first time i saw it was in 2004 with charlie and the water did came back with a surge um so the water came back and like actually flooded the roads uh so i saw it before this is the second time i've seen it but nothing happened this time around i don't even know if the water could come back i gotta go out there and see <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you can actually walk out there yeah you can walk out like well where it was like deep sea yeah you know um on the bay wait no not on the bay but on the gulf it was a few miles out and then on the bay it was just like nothing yeah <laughs> and that's where because it, it's three cities it's three cities that surround the bay so wow. imagine that yeah you know st pete clearwater then you have tampa so imagine all that yeah. it was crazy there it's it has to be something it just, it's just it's just like um when you know a storm is coming animals you can watch their behavior right if you have horses in a stable and they start getting restless you gotta let them loose um even in your house just what for example by in our yard the ants they just appeared and they are going crazy like um you should have heard the frogs in our backyard oh my god and then marlon murdered a frog he's a murderer he murdered a frog Thank God, because probably I would have been in a hospital. <laughs> Me, It's funny. The shortest person in the house and the tallest person in the house were both scared of frogs. Both of us. It's crazy. Thank God. Marlon is, Marlon is the one that came home and saw the frog on the wall in the kitchen. <laughs> a huge frog. Because I had the boys move everything from the patios inside, right? And I said to son number one, I said, make sure there are no frogs in these things because we deal with toads right toads constantly coming in and out the house is like it's like it's their house and they drive me paranoid lizards the small lizards you see them coming in and you're like okay i can't take this anymore but i can survive that but those big frogs ugly as heck yeah peter go knock on the door (laughs) well is it a frog or me but it ain't gonna be me so i remember there's a garbage can that we keep on the back patio you know with two canisters inside one for regular trash and one for recycled trash so i remember son number three bringing it in and i said take it back and make sure there are no frogs in there so son number one says yeah i checked it it's good i know for a fact the frog was in there because there's a space at the bottom that they can probably get in through all i can say is thank god my husband comes home from work and he's like, I saw this thing on the wall and I thought it was a, you went shopping, you bought a figurine. <laughs> and then he went back and looked at it and he saw the eyes moving, looking at him. I'm like, you better kill that thing. Get it out. And all I know is thank God, because if I was the one who was going into the kitchen and I saw that thing on the wall, you'd hear that I'm in the hospital, passed out. I'd have been screaming so damn hard. Yeah. So 
But you should have heard those frogs in the backyard. They were, and they started squealing. They make the squealing sound. And it was after Marlon committed murder. So I'm like, Marlon, <laughs> his baby mama out there. <laughs> she catch you, she gonna kill your ass for killing her baby daddy. But yeah, they, they were pretty wild back there. But um, yeah, anyway. We're grateful. That's all I'm going to say. Let me go ahead and get into the business, right? In international news, at least 23 dead after suicide bomb blast at an educational center in Kabul. And this story courtesy of CNN out of Afghanistan. So a suicide bomb attack on an education center in Kabul has killed at least 23 people, most of whom are believed to be young women, in the latest sign of the deteriorating security situation in the Afghan capital. The explosion took place on Friday at the Kaj or Kaj Education Center in a predominantly Hazara neighborhood, an ethnic minority group that has locked excuse me, long-faced oppression. Students were taking a practice university entrance exam at 7.30 a.m. local time, which is 11 p.m. Eastern, when the blast first took place, Kabul police spokesman Khalid Zadran told CNN. Abdu Gayas Moman, a doctor from Ali Jinnah Hospital, where some of the victims have been taken, said 23 people had been killed and 36 more injured. There has been no claim of responsibility for the attack. This is so sad. So sad. Mostly women. Going about your business, your everyday life, and not knowing that danger is laying wait for you. Our next story. Oh, let me pin the link at the top of the page on Clubhouse. So the new uh, coin is getting ready to be launched for um, depicting, what's his name? King Charles. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what? Let me behave myself. I said I'm going to behave myself. Let me behave myself. So King Charles, new coins featuring monarch's portrait has been unveiled. New coins featuring the portrait of King Charles have been revealed with a 50 pence carrying his image entering general circulation within weeks. BBC News was given a first glimpse of the 50 pence and a commemorative five-pound crown, which include an image of the king by British sculptor Martin Jennings. The coin follows centuries of tradition with the monarch now facing left, the opposite way to his predecessor. As with previous British kings, and unlike the Queen, he wears no crown. King Charles personally approved the effigy and was understood to be pleased with the likeness. The coins will be sold to collectors by the Royal Mint from early next week. Hmm, they have to be sold to the Mint? Okay, don't understand that. The 50 pence coin will be available for general use well before the end of the year, distributed according to demand by banks, building societies, and post offices. They will co-circulate with coins featuring the late queen, so those 27 billion coins will still be accepted in shops. Okay, looks like him. What's Charles III? What is DG Rex FD? What the heck does all of that mean? I don't have anyone here with me from the UK. 
But James is in Canada. Good morning, James. He might know what those things mean. Uh, D, G, Rex, F, D. I don't know. Why should I care? I don't know. <laughs> and we're going to head on to stories out of North America. Hurricane Ian heads for Carolinas after pounding Florida. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN out of Miami. A revived Hurricane Ian sets its sights on South Carolina's coast for Friday, today, and the historic city of Charleston, with forecasters predicting a storm surge and floods after the megastorm caused catastrophic damage in Florida and left people trapped in their homes. With all of South Carolina's coast under a hurricane warning, a steady stream of vehicles left Charleston on Thursday, many likely heading or heeding officials' warnings to seek higher ground. Storefronts were sandbagged to ward off high water levels in an area prone to inundation. Well, we hope the winds are um, holding at 100, um, 140 kilometers per hour, which is 85 miles per hour, and that's according to a National Hurricane Center update as at 2 a.m. on Friday. So, um, yeah, they need to get out because I know they, they, they're they not going to be able to withstand, especially with most of their buildings, if not all of the buildings made out of wood. Um, yeah, so we just hope everyone will be safe there. The number one safest school in the country is located in the Midwest. And this is according to a new ranking. So the safest college, yep, it's a private university located in the Midwest. So when it comes to choosing a place to seek higher education, many factors come into mind. The cost, the location, the degree you're pursuing. And in times like these, we're now thinking safety. Safety is a top priority for priority for students. According to Niche, which is a website that provides reviews of U.S. schools and universities, Concordia University, never heard about them, but they're a university located in St. Paul, Minnesota, is the safest school in the nation. NBC Chicago reports the school's level of safety was based on a variety of details, including campus crime rates, alcohol and drug-related arrests, campus violence, and insight from students. Top-ranked colleges offer a safe and healthy environment with little or no campus crime, drugs, or alcohol usage, the company wrote. And this is according to a report made by NBC Chicago. Other schools that made the list you'd be interested to know were Ohio Christian University in Circleville, Ohio, UMass Global in Irvine, California. The schools that followed behind, behind Concordia were Bay Path University in Longmeadow, Massachusetts, Geneva College in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, and Penn State Lehigh Valley in Center Valley, Pennsylvania. And I'll be honest, never heard of any of those schools before. Okay, so Javette, I got to check the chat, right? Occasionally, so every now and again I check. So thank you, Javette, for posting this because I wanted to know what do the letters D, G, Rex, F, D mean on the coin, right? On the edge of four coins, the letters D, G, R, E, G, F, D always appear after the queen's name. The letters stand for the Latin words D or De, Agnus Dei. Dei, yeah, Dei is the correct pronunciation. Gratia, 
Regini Fidei Defensor, which means, by the grace of God, Queen Defender of the Faith. The Queen is a Defender of the Faith? Uh, no, no. So, by the grace of God, Queen Defender of the Faith. So, we learned some Latin this morning. Dei Gratia Regina Fidei Defensor. All right, thank you, Javette. Appreciate you. See, <laughs> learned something new today. Yeah. So, never heard about those colleges. Interesting to note. Um, it's my wish that every campus throughout the country will be deemed safe, right? That's our ultimate goal. Our next story, courtesy of CNN via WSVN, Uvalde parents have filed a federal lawsuit against gun manufacturers, the school district, and others. So, parents of survivors of the Robb Elementary School massacre in Uvalde, Texas, have filed a federal lawsuit against multiple entities, including the gun manufacturer, school district, and city for a host of allegations, including negligence and recklessness. As we remember, 19 children and two teachers were killed in the May 24 shooting after an 18-year-old gunman walked into Robb Elementary and began firing into the classrooms. The parents brought the lawsuit filed on Wednesday on behalf of themselves and their children, who include Karina Camacho's 10-year-old son, identified as GM in the court document, who was wounded in the attack. Tanisha Rodriguez's nine-year-old daughter, GR, who ran from the playground to a classroom to hide when she heard gunshots. Selena Sanchez's son, DJ, who was headed to the nurse's office when he saw the gunman shooting towards the classrooms. The nine-year-old hid in a nearby classroom with other students. Lawyers for the family say the manufacturer for the gunman's weapon employs aggressive marketing tactics that recklessly endanger children. Can't blame them. Can't blame them. We need change, and we've been crying for change, and there has been a block for the change. So let's see how this will play out, right? Our next story, courtesy of CNN Politics. Biden administration scales back student loan forgiveness plan as states sue. And this one is of particular interest to me. I want to hear what this one has to say. So the Biden administration scaled back eligibility for its student loan forgiveness plan on Thursday. The same day, six Republican-led states sued President Joe Biden in an effort to block his student loan forgiveness plan from taking effect. Borrowers whose federal student loans are guaranteed by the government but held by private lenders will now be excluded from receiving debt relief. Around 770,000 people will be affected by the change, according to an administration official. The Department of Education initially said these loans, many of which were made under the federal uh, family education loan program and federal Perkins loan program would be eligible for the one-time forgiveness action as long as the borrower consolidated his or her debt into the federal direct loan program. On Thursday, the department reversed course. According to its website, 
privately held federal student loans must have been consolidated before September 29 in order to be eligible for the debt relief. Borrowers with privately held federal student loans who have not consolidated yet are currently out of luck, though the Department of Education said it is assessing whether there are alternative paths to provide relief. That is so not fair. Borrowers with privately held federal student loans represent a small portion of the 43 million student loan, the federal student loan borrowers. There are about 4 million borrowers with federal family education loans, but not all of those people are likely eligible for the loan forgiveness plan, which also includes income requirements. So that kicks me out of the circle. Yeah. This is this is BS. Total okay? BS. This is just total BS. Total BS. All right. How are you gonna change the law at the last minute? Right? And don't give people a chance to consolidate just because some people want to sue. And then on the other hand, how can you with good conscience as a politician want to sue? right the president or whomever is in charge of enacting this when you most of this money you're not going to even get back most of these people can't even pay back these loans so you want to clear some debt you're going to sue to stop from clearing debt off the books it makes no sense it's total bs y'all know i don't even curse i can't even say that fracknackle yeah it's bs it's wickedness it is wickedness. So I just want to get to the part where the states are because I want to see if Florida is a part of the state I, I want, so I can list out the states. Because the, the, you, you, I'm sick. I'm really sick of these Republicans who want to block anything that is meant to help anybody but themselves. Okay, so here we go. The lawsuit was filed in a federal court in Missouri by state attorney generals from Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Nebraska, South Carolina, Iowa. That's six so far. Yeah. And you know something? I see others jumping on board. I see others jumping on board. What is the problem with people? What? Let's see what they're going to come back with. Let, let's see. Hmm. So additional lawsuits challenging Biden's student loan forgiveness plan could be forthcoming. Arizona Attorney General Mark, whatever his last name is, Bronovich, who is a Republican, has said he is working on developing the best legal theory to sue the administration over the action. You know what I'm hearing, Javette? I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a hissy fit by the folks who could afford to pay for their students, um, their children's college education outright, being bitter. I guarantee you 100% that if they were told 
everybody was going to get back money who had paid back in this specific time frame or whatever out of pocket. You wouldn't hear pip squeak out of them. I guarantee you. And most of their children probably went to college for free. Hmm. I guarantee you this. If these people were told, you know what? You paid 100% out of pocket for your child's education. We're going to give you back 80%. You wouldn't hear us bird out of them. They'd be like, yes, 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 yes. They would not, because they are not getting back anything, they are bitter. But some legal es- experts are skeptical, though that the legal challenge to Biden's loan um, forgiveness plan could be successful. I hope it's not successful. I am sick of these Republicans. They, anything that doesn't benefit them, they have an issue with it. Either way, he already scaled it back. Exactly. Exactly. What is wrong? I, I don't know. Anything to give people a break. They have an issue with, but as long as they're the ones getting the break, no problem. They're in this gimme, 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 gimme mindset. Our next story, first on CNN, U.S. government to provide $266 million to build community public health workforce. The U.S. government is awarding more than $266 million from the American Rescue Plan to expand the nation's community and public health workforce officials will announce today. The plan's overall investment in community health outreach and health education workers, totaling more than $1.1 billion, is one of its crown jewels, said Gene Sperling, coordinator of the American Rescue Plan and a senior advisor to President Joe Biden. The funding comes as some public and community health workers have faced intense workloads, backlash and burnout during the COVID-19 pandemic and throughout overlapping health emergencies, including record high drug overdose deaths, the monkeypox outbreak and the re-emergence of polio. Most of the funding to be announced Friday, $225.5 million, will go to 83 recipients as part of a new training program for community health workers who specialize in local efforts to help find care and facilitate communication between patients and providers. The multi-year program will support training and apprenticeship for about 13,000 new workers. 30 million people in America get their health care through community health centers that treat people regardless of their ability to pay, said Carol Johnson, who is administrator of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Okay, that's good. Good to hear some good news. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, Javette, you're fine. You're not too loud. You're just fine. Judge bails Trump out of special master plan that would have forced uncomfortable submissions in court. Former President Donald Trump got another boost in his bid to challenge the FBI search of his Florida home with U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon reshaping the plan put forward by the special master 
she appointed to review the materials seized at Mar-a-Lago last month, according to CNN. Cannon nixed several aspects of the plan proposed by senior judge Raymond Deary, who was put forward by Trump by <laughs> for the third-party review. That would have required the former president to make uncomfortable assertions in court, including whether he actually believes the FBI planted evidence at Mar-a-Lago as he has suggested in public statements. Deary has shown himself to be far less sympathetic to Trump's claims with Cannon, who Trump had nominated in 2020 and was confirmed by the Senate after the November 2020 election. On Thursday, Cannon also pushed back the timeline for the review by at least a half month, while making clear that additional litigation that Trump would have the chance to bring after the special master process is finished challenging the search will remain on her docket i don't understand what what's up with trump and these people why are they protecting him what secrets does at this point he got to have secrets for them he has to have skeletons in his closet that he's hiding for them what favor do they owe this man There, no, mm -mm. he's worse than a cat with nine lives. Why is there the need to protect him? What is he hiding for everybody that seeks to be on his good side? At this point, there, there's nothing else for us to think. Because no matter how bad someone is, no matter how evil someone is, no matter what they do, you stand next to them as if you're, because only a mother loves a child that much, where no matter what a child does, it's okay with them. Outside of that, they have to be swinging, holding something over you. What secrets? What are the secrets? Well, they have the secret society and all kind of thing, and they protect each other. So they just so, some of them probably just look at him as a brother. So when he's in these um, legal situation, you know, they get help. That's why some of these people join these society. Like it has to be something. It's not that I don't think he has ha have any secret for them. You know, uh, either that they support his views also, you know, it can be simply that just a lot of people out there that think like him and, and, and support him and want him to be president again, you know, so, but yeah, it's, 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 it's the clique. Wow. Th th this clique rolls deep, Dre. To the point where they will not allow common sense to prevail. And I, I'm sorry. I think it goes deeper than that. He has to have something over their head. And the thing is that he gives. He doesn't give two craps about any of them. Because I strongly believe he will throw anybody under the bus. That's my belief. He's only about himself. My belief whatever anyway 
At least two dead on Sanibel Island, which is cut off from Florida's mainland after Ian's storm surge severs the causeway. Hurricane Ian has left at least two people dead on Sanibel Island and ripped away several parts of the causeway. That was the island's only access to Florida's mainland. On Thursday night, dozens of people remained stranded, according to Sanibel Mayor Holly Smith. At least five sections of the Sanibel Causeway, which connects the barrier islands, including Sanibel and Captiva, to the mainland, were washed away by the Storm Lee County officials. Said roughly 200 households did not evacuate, evacuate sorry, ahead of the storm. Twelve people were rescued off the island with injuries, and about 40 people were rescued without injuries, the mayor told CNN. When asked later on CNN if the city is currently livable, the mayor said, frankly, no. Sanibel, is that where, hold on, that's, um, isn't that one of the islands where they're very, they're racist? They, they don't care for black folks coming over there? I think so. Ah, what's, what's the name of that island, that place? It starts with M over there on that side too. Naples. That's um, Marco. Marco, Marco. Marco Island. Yeah, they don't care for black folks over there. Yeah. Hmm, well, hmm. let me keep my comments to myself. Two men charged with manslaughter after allegedly shooting two migrants in West Texas. Story courtesy of CNN. Two suspects were arrested and charged with manslaughter on Thursday in connection with the shooting of two migrants in West Texas earlier this week, according to the Texas Department of public safety. A truck with two men inside pulled over and shot at a group of migrants getting water along a road near the town of Sierra Blanca on Tuesday, according to a statement. The shooting left a male migrant dead and a female migrant who was also shot recovering at a hospital in El Paso. The Texas Rangers are leading the investigation with assistance from the FBI, U.S. Border Patrol and Homeland Security. As this is an active and ongoing investigation by the Texas Rangers, no additional information is available at this time. DPS has not responded to CNN's request for arrest affidavits as of yet. And as I'm reading that story, you know what I'm thinking about? That movie with, um, what's this guy, this old white guy? He co- Oh my gosh. Skinny, tall. Well, on screen he looks tall. Um, and he... Stars in a the guy from Wanted. Is it Wanted? What's his name? Oh my gosh. Um, but the movie. Let me see if I can remember the movie. Dre. In this movie, he is like a ranger or a retired ranger, and he lives on the his property borders, um, Mexico. I think he's in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. But whichever state, his property borders Mexico. And um, the cartel used that area a lot, right? And I remember a little boy and his mom getting through the fence and him rescuing them, whatever. But I'm remembering hearing uh, stories that it's like open season on migrants. If they catch them, people kill them if they so choose to do. And reading this story, remembering that movie, that's all I'm thinking about. 
you see these migrants, they're not bothering you, and you choose to kill them. Shoot at them. Are they on your property? Were they causing, causing you any harm? Getting water. Getting water. And you decide to kill, shoot them up. Excuse me. Liam Nielsen. Yes, there you go. Thank you, Dre. That's it. That's his name, Liam Nielsen. Um, yeah. When are we going to treat people like human beings? What if somebody, and if somebody pulled up on you and just started shooting up on you, oh, they're, they're cruel, they're wicked, they're evil. But your actions aren't evil and cruel and you're not being wicked? What is the purpose of eliminating them? How are they harming you? What are they doing to you? What have they done to you? You have so much hatred in your heart that you just kill them? Getting water. Where is it safe in this country? Why is there such a hatred for migrants? But yet, you forget that your forefathers were migrants too. I don't get it. This country wasn't built by itself. It was built on the backs of migrants. Migrants contribute. The generations that have come forth contribute this country's success well alleged success I hope they get the full extent of the law handed down to them I really hope they do because these people are not bothering you in any way shape or form and you're going to do this to them It seems as though the more advanced we get is the more we regress. Technologically, we are advancing. But when it comes to being human, we're regressing. We're behaving like savages unnecessarily. It is time for us to take a quick music break. Yeah, when we return, we do have business and tech news. We also have health and science news. Oh, boy. You know, it's so disheartening, really disheartening. When Why am I doing that? <laughs> but, yeah, it is disheartening um, when you listen to some of the stories. And it kind of, make, kind of makes you want to tap out for a second. And you're like, no. You know, but, yeah, it's life. Here's a reggaeton remix by Cinco. I don't know why they call the group Cinco when there are only four people in the group. It should be cuatro, no? 
Enjoy when we return, I said. As I said, we're gonna have business and tech and health and science news. Good luck. I know it's crazy, but I feel like you could be the one that I've been chasing in my dreams. Boy, I can see you're looking at me like you want it. But usually I'm like, whatever, but tonight, the way you move got me when I'm mine. It started when I looked in her eyes, I got close and I'm like, Vamos, hey, la noche está para un Boy, just had to dance with you now See, there's nobody in it that comes close to you, no Your hands are on my waist, my lips you wanna taste Come with it, with it, with it, with it, Our body's on fire, we're full of desire If you feel what I feel, throw your hands up higher and to all the ladies all around the world Go ahead and move it, move it, move it, It started when I looked in her eyes I got close and I'm like, bailemos, eh La noche está para un reggaeton Say so, come get, come get some more Boy, I wish that this could last forever Cause every second by your side is heaven Oh, come give me that, give me that boom, 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 boom I tell you, baby, you, baby, you give me hot stuff Love me, make me sick, make me sick, you my doctor Don't you know you're Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Where? I read the news and we share our views. It is Freestyle Friday. We're in the Friday mix, so whatever we feel like playing, that's what we're doing today. Fixing it up with some um, reggaeton and some Afro beats today. Yeah, that's that's the mood I'm in. Just being grateful, grateful. One is the joy that you cannot waste And the other one price that you cannot fix This is the peace that you cannot buy Finding a way where you cannot see Man with this system, he cannot pray I need to find relief Far behind my mind
Ed Sheeran for that remix. It is time for us to get into business and tech news. You are listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. I am Moments with me, and we do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Did you all see the one on um, TikTok or IG with the alligator in the house? <laughs> Florida is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, not at all. If you're not ready to deal with those critters, for the want of a better term, uh, don't go to Florida. Don't move to Florida, folks. Stay out. Uh, because technically, we are in their, you know, territory. They had it. We chose to move in. We chose to dump up and build and settle down here in beautiful Florida. So they're like, don't mind us. We're just, you know seeing what's going on, 
moving through the houses, in your swimming pools, showing up at front doors, ringing doorbells. Oh, yeah, they do that. <laughs> yeah, so that's Florida for you, folks. As I said, if you have a weak heart, stay out. Because <laughs> these alligators old Florida. Yes, they do. Adopt one as a pet. Might as well. And remember, if you harm a gator, you will face the law. They are protected. More protected than us. Remember that. Yes. You cannot kill a gator down here. You dare not kill a gator. All right. You've been warned. So if you see them in your backyard, in your swimming pool, whatever, don't try to deal with them on your own. Call the authorities and expect the bill. Yeah, that's how we do it here in Florida. So New Jersey mortgage lender settles discrimination lawsuit with Justice Department for $13 million. Wow. A mortgage lender. Not playing. Yep. Settled their discrimination claims against communities of color in three counties of New Jersey for $13 million. According to Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark, a $12 million subsidy fund will be created by the Civil Rights Division's uh, settlement with Lakeland Bank. The bank will be required to offer equal credit opportunities to all. The agreement resolves allegations that Lakeland redlined predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhoods in the Newark, New Jersey area. This settlement demonstrates our firm commitment to combating modern day redlining and holding banks and other lenders accountable when they deny people of color equal access to lending opportunities. Yep. Justice Department officials have taken an active role in combating redlining, which is the practice of denying housing loans to those living in specific neighborhoods, regardless of their eligibility. Since 2015, Lakeland Bank knew of the risks associated with its redlining conduct, but didn't take any meaningful action. Philip Sellinger, the U.S. attorney for the District of New Jersey, estimates that an extra $120 million in loans could have been provided. There were qualified borrowers in these areas. Lakeland just did not service them, Sellinger said. In addition to filing a complaint against the bank, Sellinger said his office proposes a consent decree requiring the bank to open two new branches in minority communities. Redlining is racist, pure, and simple. It has no place in this country, he said. So I have mixed feelings about this. And here's what, what I'm concerned with. If this bank denied access to loans to... Um, Hispanics and blacks. Why would I want them to open two branches in the in, in the neighborhoods? Why? <laughs> Why am I forcing them to open branches in the neighborhoods? I, I don't want them there. I I, I don't know. I, I that's I don't know. I'm probably not seeing it the way I ought to. But if it's like you're telling me to my face, me not like you. I don't like a bone in a you. But I'm saying, no, come to my house anyway. I want you to come to my house. Why would I do that? 
if you make it known that you don't like me, I want thing me not, me not push up on you. Me not beg you to be my friend. I don't know. Somebody probably shed a different angle for me so I can have a different perspective or a different outlook. I, I believe it forces them to assimilate. You know how we always say if police officers would live in the neighborhoods that they work, they'd be able to, um, they'd be able to understand people that they may not on a normal basis be around. Mm -hmm. Also, it may offer jobs to that neighborhood as well. So say you're forced to open a bank there, right? They're going to have to hire. If they're normal people, you know, I'm just using that loosely, <laughs> don't want to work in that neighborhood, then we all know in our neighborhoods, we have people that have the education and the experience to work there. Okay, I get you, Javet. I get you. But wouldn't I rather have an organization there that will come there without any reservation than someone that I am going to be making them wealthier knowing they don't like us? That's the part I'm not getting. You you may make them wealthier, but you'll also open up more opportunities for your people. Oh just just kicking them out like that, um, they go somewhere else with the same practice. The thing is to undo those redlining practice practices. So you know, uh, if they go unpunished or you just don't want to do business with them. Yeah, they just don't do business with you, but anybody of Hispanic or black heritage anywhere else in the country, the same practices is going to go on. So it's better just have them adjust the way they do business and have them stay. <laughs> I guess you and Javed are right, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, what I always say, we know that we live in a dual world. Yeah. They may not think that, but we know it. Yeah. So we have to find a way to uh, navigate these streets but, <laughs> the best way we can. But I'm thinking, so is, um, what's the name of the bank? Lakeland Bank, the only bank? Aren't there other banks that could be courted? Aren't there Black-owned banks that could be courted? And asked to set up shop in these neighborhoods because here's the thing we talk about supporting and building our community how are we supporting and building our community if we're asking a caucasian owned bank to come in when there are black owned banks that we are not asking them to come in i don't know if i'm making sense maybe with people uh putting money into this bank it may allow someone to come in now and get a loan and open up a bank in the neighborhood or open up a business 
in that same neighborhood because now the loan availability is open to them. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I have to I have to think about this a little more, Javette and Dre's. I don't know. Sue them, yes, because what they did was clear discrimination and it happens not only with them. It it it, it happens throughout the entire country. Many financial institutions are guilty of this, suppressing, we, we know that, and denying people of color um, access to loans to purchase homes or to open businesses. We know that. But I don't know. I'm not forcing nobody to like me. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Or force nobody to accept me. Or force nobody to give me an opportunity. When at the end of the day, they're going to sit down around them dinner table and scoff and, and look down on me. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it happens. It happens every day. True. You're right. You're right. I'm sure we frequent stores that really don't want us to be there. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You buy clothing of people that really didn't want you to have it. True. True. Oh boy. Yeah. I guess I I I can appreciate the perspective um of forcing people to understand that their behavior is wrong and that their outlook is unwarranted and that it is time they shed that because their ideologies are baseless, right? This carrying on of racism is not necessary and they're only carrying on something that was taught to them that's it and they really don't have an understanding in the you know if you sit down and talk to any of them they can't really tell you why they're racist it's a learned behavior something that was passed down to them so i i see i understand that part of it yeah I'm, I'm still gonna have to think about it a little more but i'm glad they got sued and i'm glad that um but hold on a second there's something i want to go back to in the story so it's 13 million dollars right so a 12 million dollar subsidy fund what happens to the other million that was my next question <laughs> where is this money where's this money going what is this subsidy fund what what yeah. is that mm -hmm. who benefits from that that was my next question yep I, you know, we're always watching the money, right, Javette? <laughs> yep. And the math ain't mathing. It's not. <laughs> so a $12 million subsidy fund will be created by the Civil Rights Division Settlement with Lakeland Bank. The bank will be required to offer equal credit opportunities to all. They haven't told us what's going to happen to the $12 million, who is going to benefit ultimately. Um, and we're missing a million dollars. Is it that the million dollars goes to Kristen Clark, the attorney general, the assistant attorney general? Who gets the million dollars? Uh, yeah, I got questions. Same way I have questions for Black Lives Matter movement fund. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I have questions for the, for, and I, I, it's not an attack on them. Please don't get me wrong, because I do have questions for the Red Cross. I have questions for UNICEF. I have questions for many things, many organizations. I just need them answered. That's it. Nothing personal.
So Google Maps introducing new feature that allows you to check out the vibe of a neighborhood. Yep, it's called a vibe check. That's the new feature in an effort to give users the ability to experience a place as if you're there. Google has rolled out a new neighborhood vibe feature that provides a visual photorealistic aerial view of an area that you'd like to travel to. Some of the details a user can see are how busy an area is, the local temperature and traffic levels. It can tell you if there's a great food scene for a user's destination or help you find good parking. The feature currently shows the vibes for more than 250 global landmark areas and this is according to PC Mac. We're building a visual first maps experience that helps everyone explore and navigate the world more naturally while getting there more sustainably. Yep. So that's coming up. So people will be hanging out in people's neighborhoods. Um, is that going to, what's the name of that VR virtual reality? Yeah. You, you know, you can hang out in neighborhoods. You don't have to be there physically or be in places physically. All right. So next story, courtesy of CNN Business, Florida's home insurance market was a mess before Ian. And yep, it's about to get worse. And as I'm saying this, did you all see the McLaren floating around in the water, the yellow McLaren? And did you see the Rolls Royce on top of um, a couple of cars? And I'm laughing hysterically at the comments, right? Why are people concerned about the people who own these cars? Why? They're, they're not concerned. They are not in the least bit concerned about the McLaren floating around in the water or the um, Rolls Royces on top of other vehicles or these other luxury vehicles that have been damaged in the storms in these wealthy neighborhoods in Florida. They are not concerned. Why are we? Oh, my gosh. Why didn't they move the vehicle to higher ground? You have a $2 million car floating around. Oh, my gosh. Are you that stupid? It's called insurance. It's called insurance for a reason. Well, the people got other things to worry about. They are not in the least bit concerned about um, these cars. <laughs> They're more concerned about their house, okay? But I'm going laughing. And I'm like, really? You worried about these people? They ain't worried about you, nor these vehicles. That's rich people problems. We got our own problems to deal with over here, all right? Like some of us who spent our last... <laughs> to make sure we were fully stocked up. Let, let, let's worry about that. Don't worry about them people cars. They're all right. But anyway, Florida homeowners were already facing an expensive and difficult market for home insurance before Hurricane Ian. The devastating storm is about to make things worse, even for those fortunate enough to escape any damage. For the better part of two decades, the nation's major insurers have wanted as little to do with Florida as possible, at least when it comes to insuring homes. That has left the market in the hands of small, in-state insurers with limited resources. Six of those companies were declared insolvent this year, even before Ian and homeowners in the state were already paying nearly triple the national average for insurance 
$4,231 a year per policy, compared to a U.S. average of $1,544, according to data from the Insurance Information Institute. National insurers may be reluctant to compete for business in Florida because of the risks from hurricanes and tropical storms, said Matthew Carletti, an insurance industry analyst for JMP Securities. When was the last time you had a $30 billion to $40 billion loss in Illinois, he said? Never. Climate change and increased vulnerability to storms are only part of the issue. The insurance industry also blames Florida's tort laws, which it says encourages far more lawsuits against insurers than in other states for driving up the costs. There were 116,000 property claim lawsuits in 2021. We're on pace for 130,000 this year, even before Ian, said Mark Friedlander, spokesperson for the three who is based in Florida. Well, guess what? Are they saying the same thing about tornado-prone areas? There are certain areas in the country that get are riddled with tornadoes. Are they not insuring the houses nonetheless? Don't they still have to insure them? Come on, stop hating on Florida, folks. Don't don't do that. I'm wanting them no one peeled. Let me tell you something, Dre. Insurance companies are scammers. I score biggest scam on earth. They just want to take your money and don't pay out anything. Just call it, call it, call it, call it, call it. Get out of here with that. Just a, the insurance companies, biggest set of scammers, Dre. You have to protect your property, but and then if you look in the fine print, there's you have to pay attention because they talk about tornadoes, they talk about flood, certain things they don't want to insure you for. They don't. Well, since y'all don't want to insure, I think people probably need to stop putting roofs and just put, um, you know, the shingles or the um, tile roofs. Just put slabs, concrete slabs. Just do that and call it a day. This is crazy. And every month you pay and they don't want to shell out, dole out nothing. I work for an insurance company. Why y'all like that, Javette? Why y'all like that? Why y'all like that? <laughs> Look, let, let me just say, I do have issues with insurance companies, but I can say during every type of devastation that we have had, they've paid. Good. Like, we've had to rush and do, like, last-minute checks. But what I do have to say is, like what you said, please read the fine print Mm -hmm. make sure that your payments are on time and any document that you receive from them make sure you read it don't just put it to the side facts 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 thank you javette thank you y'all get out of here with that mess don't want to pay people people and it's not as though we aren't paying more money we're paying more Imagine the national average is $1,544. In Florida, the average $4,231. So people are paying it, but you, you, you know what? Get out of here with that mess, all of y'all. So the U.S. push for pay transparency. Mm, this is getting interesting. Story courtesy of BBC.com. 
more U.S. states and cities are forcing companies to disclose wage data to improve equity. But it's not a complete solution to closing wage gaps. California has become the latest U.S. state to force employers to publish detailed information on salaries in an effort to clamp down on gender and other wage gaps and boost fairness for workers. The law, which Governor Gavin Newsom signed on September 27, requires any employer with at least 15 employees to publish a pay scale alongside any job advertisement. It also requires all companies employing more than 100 people to submit an annual paid data report to California's Civil Rights Department, providing a snapshot of employees by race, ethnicity, and sex, as well as the median and mean hourly pay rate for each group. In passing the law, California joins a clutch of other states and cities that have introduced or are tipped to pass legislation designed to shed light on pay practices. Well, remember this article came up before? Well, now it is inked. Yep, Governor Gavin Newsom signed it on September 27th. And I know um, I am for it um, because it will force equity and equality. I'm here for that. Yeah. May cause a problem for others in, in some companies. And I understand. I think we had a healthy discussion around it, especially when it relates to small businesses, right? So what happens to those people caught between 10 to 100 employees? How will they fare? Will they be able to pay more? There's a whole nother layer to the, the thing, right? So let's see how it's received, all right? In health and science news, untreatable STI causes infertility and miscarriages due to silent spread. Story courtesy of Bala Alert. So amid an out out of control in this day and age why are we having std issues when we have so much um medication available and um oh you know what i noticed when you're going to the pharmacies now they no longer lock up the condoms they used to you used to see them in these glass cases and you have to ask somebody to get the key to open up and if you wanted to purchase a condom and I was like, why did, would they lock condoms away? Makes no sense. Right. And you have to get somebody in the neighborhood. They still do. It just depends on the neighborhood. Oh, they do. Oh, okay. In the neighborhood, they, 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 they lock up the condoms and the plan B. It just depends on the neighborhood. Some neighborhood is just out there. Some neighborhood, they lock it up because people steal them a lot. But, how much for a pack of condoms, Dre? I don't know. A lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money for a pack of condoms, really? How much? What's a lot of money? No, I'm being dead ass serious. What, what? I, I'm I'm not sure, but like nobody's really buying. You, you want to buy the twelve pack or the sixteen or whatever, and it costs, you know, it it it, it costs, you know. And you know, you can't go get the free ones, but. I mean, it costs. Trust me. That that little aisle, that little section there in Walgreens or CVS is an expensive section. Hmm. Okay. Put it this 
the, the teenagers steal them. The teenagers they can't afford it. They 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 will steal steal them. I'm sorry. Uh that not make no sense to me. To lock up the condom then. Yeah. That makes absolutely no sense. Um I don't know. But how much of a condom, Dre? You still not answer my question. <laughs> I just now want to just pick up and buy. <laughs> I don't. I, I just know it's expensive. I don't know the exact price, but oh, it, so you. It, in other words, when you go to purchase condoms, you're not buying them alone. Yeah. You're buying them along with other things. Yes, and okay. I'm not really looking at. I, okay. I just look at brands really, and whatever the brand costs, I just buy. It. What's That's What's it. the best brand out there? Uh. It just depends. Like I, I personally like Magnum and anything Trojan, but sometimes it depends on the, the the female because some females allergic to certain things. So whatever the females, whatever they want, you just get that brand. Thank you for saying that, Dre. And moments get out of his pocket. I'm not in his pockets. I just want to know because I'm trying to understand why would there be a need to steal. Okay, so you know something. Let me jump on Walgreens. Teenagers, remember, always remember. You. Teenagers, they steal. Six dollars and ninety-nine cents. Really? What's that? The three-pack? Trojan twelve-pack. Okay, no, so no, 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 no. Okay, way. so I am on the website Walgreens, right? Trojan Ultra Thin, Ultra Thin Premium Lubricated Condoms, twelve in the pack, six ninety-nine. Buy one, get one 50% off. Magnum, large size, lubricated, $6.99, 12 pack. Trojan, her pleasure, $6.99. Skin, S-K-Y-N, feel everything, original, non-latex. Latex, uh, $15.99, 24 in the pack. Why the need for T-Fit? Ultra rib. Still chocolate bars for $2, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've got shop online now. Thanks for showing me that. Okay, so no content is that expensive with them off a T fit. Them back, they they wearing um Air Force ones. They wearing the latest um Air Jordans. These kids, you see these kids going to school Louis Vuitton backpacks. They don't need to steal a seven dollar pack of condoms. They they really don't need to do that. Trojan place. Good, good well, you, know never backpack. you know what? You got a valid point there too. Okay, I just was asking. Valid point. I feel you. A lot of broke people having sex, you know. A lot of broke people having sex. Just keep that in mind. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Thanks. Th thanks for the reminder. I forgot about that. <laughs> boy <laughs> wow virginia you're funny what did virginia say let me see everyone can't see the condoms when they're worn it's not like clothes <laughs> oh, you know what yeah all right let me let me keep it moving so um 
Yeah, amid an out-of-control STD epidemic, experts are concerned about a new sexually transmitted disease that may be a superbug resistant to antibiotics. I need to say antibiotics. Antibiotics! The sexually transmitted bacterial infection called Mycoplasma genitalium, commonly referred to as M. genitalium or M. gen, can result in genital pain, bleeding, swelling, infertility, and miscarriage. Scientists claim that the lack of information and limited testing for the virus outbreak is the most concerning part. According to NBC News, Maternal Fetal Medicine Associate Professor Dr. Irene Stafford of McGovern Medical School said it is a real concern and is wondering why we're not looking into this. MGen can occasionally be asymptomatic and people might carry the infection for years without realizing it however the complications can be severe much like other common stds like chlamydia and gonorrhea in may a study was published in the sexually transmitted infections journal that women who carried mgen had a greater risk of premature birth earlier this week stafford called for more research and testing into the STI during the CDC's conference on the prevention of sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, MGen is not recommended for regular tests by the CDC, and as of 2019, the only way to identify it is to use aptemonucleic acid amplification tests. Uh, only patients who test negative for other STIs and exhibit ongoing symptoms will be given an MGen test. Some identifiable symptoms include pain and discomfort while urinating, abnormal discharge for both men and women. Women might also experience pain in the lower abdomen and bleeding after sex. So protect yourselves, folks, as best as you can. As best as you can, take care of yourselves. If you're going to have more than one partner, um, protect yourself and protect your partners. We can't ask that enough. It's your health. And there can be more serious implications. Um, three minutes of fun is not worth a lifetime of pain. Just saying. Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know that would wake y'all asses up. Three minutes. I know that would wake y'all asses up. I've actually never heard of this STI. Me I have neither. To be honest with you, Me I've neither. never heard it's, of it. Well, we, we know why this is happening more rampantly right now. Why people have such a large outbreaks and there's not being treatment is because of the. Here we go again. Roe versus word. Um, Wait. Exactly, exactly, because they're closing the abortion clinics. And that's not, they were not just abortion clinics, they were health clinics for women. Yeah. So if you can't, what is it called? What are they called? Their special name? Family planning? Women. No. Is it? That's 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 in general a, a um, practice of family planning, but there's a specific clinics they used to call, they have the name. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going blank. Um, what, the Planned Parenthood? Is. Yes, thank you very much. Planned Parenthood. Okay. Planned Parenthood is not just for abortions. Thank you, Javette. That's exactly what I'm talking about. They also do health care for women. And if you don't, and it was easy for them to ask for some people to access Planned Parenthood, then, then to go to their own 
personal doctor for STI or um, or an STD or just what's going on down there. Right. So with Roe v. Wade, people are not going. And the, the cancellation of Roe v. Wade, I'm not sure you call Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was a good thing yeah. because it's not been eliminated. We're having that issue. And I'm not I'm not gonna hang out with her in her three minute sex because that's and you know, Michelle is hella funny and we know that she's dating you. She got you. All right. <laughs> but that's that's a major issue and that's yeah. what I'm looking at. Yeah. But I also have never heard of this new um this new virus either. Yeah. Because they're not talking to talk about it. We have to like start picking Dr. Keisha and see if she can tell us something more about Yeah, it. you know, I thought about her. Thank you so much for um saying it i need to make a note of it let, let me where's my notepad let me put it on my notepad dr keisha because um these are conversations we need to have what to look out for and you know you want to have sex you don't want to not have sex because yes you can buy toys and yes you know there's masturbation but sometimes you want the physical body right and i don't know now everybody has to look at, go ahead, go right ahead, Javette. Oh. So <clears throat> when I had a partner, uh -huh. um, I would go to my doctor and ask her to take all these tests. Right. Still, the name of this test has never come up on any of the tests that I've taken. Wow. So this is new, new. Yeah, this one is very new, super new. But you know, so <laughs> you know what's funny? For some men, they will tell you, oh, if my girl's good, I'm good. What's that, Virginia? Virginia. <laughs> Virginia is tripping us up with the PTR this morning. Yeah. <sighs> Ladies, get yourselves checked. Um, don't let anybody say to you, no, I'm good, I'm straight. Especially if that's not your committed partner, right? Um, yeah, even if you are in, and it sucks for me to have to say this, but even if you are in a committed relationship and I'm putting committed in quotations, but you know, he's sleeping with other people, protect yourselves. All right. Get yourselves tested. If you don't want to use a condom, get yourselves tested regularly. It is better to know where you stand so that you can take your monogamous, but he is not. <laughs> I can't be able to say that. So that you crack it me up. Get yourselves checked. Tell your partners to get themselves checked. Both of you get yourselves checked. All right. It's important. It is important that you take care of yourselves. All right. So, yes, there are benefits to drinking coffee with caffeine. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Whew, just the confirmation that I need. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, Javette, you're absolutely right. You must still get your tests done when you're getting your annuals done. Right. Get everything done. Every single thing. Right. Because remember, some things can be dormant in your system. Take nothing for granted. Okay. All right. So next up, drinking two to three cups a day of most types of coffee may protect you from cardiovascular disease and an early death, a new study found. The results suggest that mild to um, moderate intake of ground 
instant and decaffeinated coffee should be considered part of a healthy lifestyle, said study author Peter Kissler, head of clinical electrophysiology research at the Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute and at the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne. So, researchers found significant reductions in the risk for coronary heart disease, congestive heart failure, and stroke for all three types of coffee. However, only ground and instant coffee with caffeine reduced the risk for an irregular heartbeat called arrhythmia. Decaffeinated coffee did not lower that risk, according to the study published Wednesday in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology. Prior studies have also found moderate amounts of black coffee between three and five cups daily has been shown to lower the risk of heart disease as well as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, type 2 diabetes, liver disease, and prostate cancer. So, yeah, let me continue drinking my caffeine-filled coffee with a little tip of white rum and a little dash of salt. I'm good. Now, 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 now. <laughs> no one talked about the extra sodium that's entering your body and the alcohol first in the morning, but we're not judging. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I had to pick. Good morning. You know what? I missed you, and that thing is why I want to pick on you this morning. That's all right. I'm, I'm here for it. Coffee I'm, is good. I'm here for it. There, I, I, I love the smell of coffee. Something about the smell My of coffee. My husband does, too. How about he doesn't drink coffee, but when I make coffee, say like, it smells good in here. Yes. He doesn't drink it at all. Yes. So I just made my pot. Mm. Yeah, some about drink coffee. coffee every day. They make fun <sighs> of me, tell me I'm addicted in my household. They're like, why are you so addicted to coffee? And like, it tastes good. Thank you. When I stop drinking coffee, or if I, you know that withdrawal process, my hands start shaking. I'm a nervous wreck. I'm sorry. I need my coffee. Your hand. I drink. Yeah. I drink four cups every day. Four? Why oh only goodness. four? Yeah. Why not five? For the, past for the past thirty years, sometimes five if I'm working in the night. Okay. Yeah. So. Work at night? Yeah, what you do? Good. I thought so. Your your restaurant open at night too? No, but you know I do a little hustling on the side. You know, oh so. yeah, osla. Yeah, osla. Osla, yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, mm. coffee. It's love coffee. I don't care what nobody said. I love my coffee. How do they decaffeinate coffee though? What's the process? I don't trust that. I don't trust decaffeinated coffee. Coffee have chemical. To have... It's a chemical process. Okay. Yeah, the the, the same way or the the extract like like gluten and stuff like that. Um, yeah. They use chemical to, to extract a lot of these stuff. So the original is normally better. So I have another question, James. How you come up with 2% milk, 1% milk, and fat-free milk? I don't trust that either. You spin it and remove the milk fat. Okay. Or you come up with homo milk. That Oh, I know. Huh? What kind of milk? Homer. Oh, never. What are you talking about? I've never heard about that. You never heard of Homer milk? No. What is that? It's like 
what the, what the word homogenize, but it, it's called the shortening is homo. Homo is homogenized. That was on it's the a, market. It's a, it's a thicker, it's a, it's a bit richer, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now you're sending me to Google. James. Yeah, the, fir the first the first time I came to Canada and I saw it, I'm like, my gosh, this could never sell in Jamaica. Hold on there. Is it homogenized versus, versus raw milk? Is Are they selling raw milk in Canada? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Learn something. No, but the, yeah, but the home milk. They do something different to it. It's a bit, it's different. It's not like the 2% or the 3 The homo, homo, homo is like... Wait, I was thinking pasteurized. Three, I think oh. it's like 4% or something like that. The homo milk. I think it's about 4.5% or something like that. Oh, boy. Okay. Interesting. All right, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna have to do some research on that. But I just wondered how they come up with one percent and two percent and fat free milk and you know all of that. But anyway, so U.S. sees increase in respiratory infections that can lead to paralysis in children, and this is according to a CDC data analysis. So doctors should prepare for possible increase. In young patients with, let me see if I can pronounce this, enterovirus. Uh, tell me, Virginia, yeah or nay in the chat if I pronounced it correctly. Enterovirus. Ooh, so raw milk is sold for dogs primarily in Canada. Okay, thank you, Virginia, for that update. Um, but isn't that, when you think about it, hold on, let me go back to this for one second. Back in Jamaica, when you milk the cows, that's the that's the milk in its raw form. And then you would boil the milk and skim off whatever cream comes on the top. Am I right? Is that homogenized milk? Would that be considered homogenized milk? I, I'm trying to find the homogenized because I think when, when I hear the word home, home, homogenized, I, I think of like one type of okay I'm, I'm looking i'm looking it up um and the the, the boiled milk is called pasteurized so like i was like wait okay. i'm getting wrong here i'm looking it up okay so let okay what does homogenized mean in milk the homogenization process involves reducing the size of the flat globules the cream that rises to the top of the glass or bottle into minuscule portions that are dispersed evenly throughout the milk. Homogenization usually is achieved by pumping milk through small openings under very high pressure. Is it good for you? Homogenized milk is hazardous to your health. Homogenized milk has smaller particles as compared to non-homogenized milk. As a result, during digestion, the tiny particles are absorbed by the bloodstream directly and thereby causing harm to your health. Homogenized milk is also known to cause cancer and heart disease. Hmm. So non-homogenized milk is better than 
But oh, now listen to this. There's okay. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Unpasteurized milk can be harmful to humans and is considered not safe to drink as it usually contains bacteria that can cause severe illness. Unpasteurized milk, also known as raw milk, is milk that has not gone through a pasteurization process, which kills bacteria that can cause illness in humans. So the pasteurization is the boiling, right? Am I right, Sonette? Mm. Listen. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. pasteurization. That's when you cook the milk. We don't drink raw milk unless you're right there at the cow and you know that cow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. That came out so wrong. Yeah, you know it. But you know people you know people who have cows, right? They mm -hmm. have a farm and they'll milk the cow right there and taste it. Mm -hmm. But that I don't think young people are people still doing that, I wonder. I don't know. So the only thing known like the cow. I don't know. I don't know. We used to have cows when I was growing up. Not for milking. Our cows were for beef. Um, yeah, we would sell them to the butcher. And we'd always get back the tail, the feet, the tongue. What else? The tail, the feet, the tongue. My um, dad's stepmother, she used to make a mean cow tongue. Oh, my gosh, really delicious. And then, of course, she used the tail, oxtail, and um, cow foot. Ugh. Gosh, oh Lord, yeah. Yep. One thing I remember with the raw milk is that for some reason, like it can't be sweetened. Like you could have put a pound of sugar in a cup of milk and it's still not sweet. Because huh? I used to I used to have it back in the days. Okay. When they are country where milk the cow and and boil it. And and it stay it stay the the raw milk is like you know, like when you do like hot chocolate, mm -hmm. like how it stay it, it keeps the heat. Mm hmm the raw milk keeps heat um, longer too than um, when it's the, it, the process milk itself. The only thing I remember about raw milk, I never liked milk, period, growing up, right? Hated it. As my parents or my mom or um, as they turned their back, whoever gave it to me, it would go down the drain. Um, not drinking it. Sorry. It was like punishment. It was a death sentence for me. It's in my later years that I've consumed milk. And it's not good for me either. But um, I remember my dad's um, mom and his stepfather. His stepfather had cows and they would milk and milk those cows and he'd bring the milk home. And my grandmother would boil the milk, bottle it up, and people would come and pick up their milk. They would, she would sell the milk. Yeah. Oh, never liked it. I remember sometimes when I would spend the night by their house and, you know, every night before you go to bed, you get um, a cup of Milo and some cream crackers. Cream crackers back in the day were really good. But as soon as grandma turned her back, don't drink that went not having it. You know how I like Milo Javette? There's this thing called sticky. Learned about sticky when I went to boarding school, right? All girls school. So you'd mix up sticky with, um, sticky is a consistency of condensed milk, crackers, cream crackers, and Milo. And you crush up the crackers in there. You mix that up and you just eat that off the spoon. Oh my gosh. And then sometimes you could make that with um, 
the other version of sticky was cornflakes with condensed milk and crackers or just cornflakes and condensed milk and you mix that up oh that was so good i feel like i should go make some now yeah oh wait you mix milo with crackers yeah you, you, yep, and condensed milk. Yep, yep and your, Milo. Yep, yeah. yeah I, I, I used to drink my Milo with the condensed milk, but now I do regular milk, even though people say I shouldn't drink mm. milk, but I have to drink lactose-free milk. So. Lactose-free, yeah. But yeah, but try to crackers in it. No, not in the liquid, you know. Just, you just crush up your crackers, put the, probably two heaped teaspoons of Milo, some condensed milk, crush that up, mix it up, and just eat it like peanut butter oh yeah. okay it's almost like a rice um a rice What's similar it? to rice krispie treat yeah it's almost like oh, a rice krispie okay, treat but it's okay, a, okay. yes yes try it javette yes oh, i thought y'all was drinking it after y'all crushed the crackers no no soggy crackers no mm-hmm. a sticky oh my gosh i haven't thought about Ooh, i'm gonna make some mm. today i'm gonna make some today yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get some sticky. Yeah, Milo, watch y'all be revolted by it now as adults. But I want to see. I want. I need a report, please. <laughs> you know what though? It's the condensed milk, and we. I, yes. I eat this. I eat all of the. Yeah, I would. No, I won't. Condensed milk is it something gross, I will. But it's so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. condensed milk is something I will pour in my hand middle and just eat that. Condensed milk on toast. Oh my god! We used to sneak it out the fridge. Yes. We used to sneak yes. It out the fridge. Yeah. Yes. If I'm making coffee for Marlon and he wants condensed milk in it, I got to taste the condensed milk by itself. Just there's something about it. Mm. Remember back in Jamaica, that Betty condensed milk, not Nestle, Betty condensed milk. It was thicker and richer. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait, you're talking about sweetened condensed milk. Sweetened yes, condensed yes. milk, yeah. Milk, yes. I was thinking about the... the Evaporated milk? My bad, my bad. Mm-mm. Sweetened condensed milk. I'm a, I'm a, I'll probably do a TikTok while I do it. Let me tell you, as I said, probably do a TikTok. This content creation thing, it is, I saw the extent to which one young lady had to go to make a video. No, man, I don't need for the better. Una need for the better. Una need for the better. Oh, shoot. So I just got an alert. So what? I got to read this alert. Hold on. I got y'all up in my business. IRS has deducted $166 from your bank account. You know what? The absolute man. That's a troll. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. So hold on a second. Hold on. Now y'all going through this with me. I got to go on my bank account. Hold on. Sure enough. $166. Hold on. No, $166. And uh, yeah, $166.00 has is a pending transaction. Hold on now. Hold on. IRS.gov. Let's go. Hold on a second. Uh uh-uh, hold on. Hold on here. Hold on. Oh, I owe taxes. What's new? (laughs) But they have access? Uh Uh-uh. They don't just take money from you. Well, you know what? Guess what? They sure did. IRS.gov. I'm on my account. I owe them 
$2,122.72, right? Um, hold on here. Yep, there is a pending payment of $166 made on September 27th. I did not pay anything. You need to call them and check that. Not the bank, call the actual IRS. Yeah. And you didn't set up any type of payment arrangement? No, I did not. You have a pending. I am on irs.gov. Went straight to their website. You have a pending electronic payment, $166, made on September 27, 2022. Okay. Did they ever deposit money into your account? I couldn't tell the last time I got money back. I'm always owing. I'm always owing. But they like don't just take it from you like that. Well. <sighs> I haven't got any notices. I haven't got any letters. And okay. So I went on the tab that says notices and letters. There are no notices at this time. Yeah, you need to double check that. You need to speak to a person. Lock that bank account down right now, too. Call your bank. True, true. Yeah. Okay, so that's I have to do that right after I get off. This is ridiculous. View authorizations. Hold on. You have no online requests for authorizations. Okay, hold. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. No, 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 no. Okay, we got issues here. We got issues. Serious issues. Yeah, I'm always owing the IRS. I stay owing them. As long as I owe them, they'll forever be rich. They'll never go broke. But, um, yeah, I owe them, they say, $2,122.72. They'll be all right. And you're really coming after me for that? Look at Donald Trump who hasn't paid anything. Oh, Lord. This virus will always be suppressed. They always fight us. How can I get a break? How can I get the breaks that Donald Trump gets where I don't have to pay taxes? I want that kind of break. Be a white man who is wealthy. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. You know what? Okay, I'm not going to let them stress me out right now. Let, let me get back on track. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. Check your kids, folks. Um, make sure they get their pediatric checkups. We don't want any issues. Check for respiratory conditions. Make sure they're healthy because it can lead to paralysis. AFM. AFM. Uh, talk to them about AFM. Um, flaccid myelitis. Um, yeah, got to be careful. It can cause weakness and paralysis of the arms and legs. The CDC has detected increases in enterovirus uh, D68 every two years or so. All right, so let's try and keep our children as healthy as possible. Them really contact my $166. Them don't know some Africa supermarket this week. So, so <laughs> moments. I just typed, will the IRS take money out of your account without warning? Yes. Because the IRS can no longer simply take your bank account 
uh-huh. car or business or garnish your wages without giving you written notice okay. and an opportunity to challenge its claims. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Javette. No, so I'm calling them after I, I get off of this. Yeah, I'm playing with these. I need my, that's my grocery money. Shoot. And these boys eat. They eat. They just took money out of my pocket. IRS, really? You know what? You ain't gonna steal my joy. No, not today. Not today, not today, not today. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we have Sports News, Caribbean Corner, and more Keep It Locked.
Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Of course, gotta say a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Freestyle Friday in the Friday Mix. Strength and guidance, all that I'm wishing for my friends. Nobody makes it from my ends. I had to bust up the silence. You know you gotta stick by me. Soon as you see the text, reply me I don't wanna spend time fighting We got no time and that's why I need a one dance Got a Hennessy in my hand One more time before I go Higher powers taking a hold on me I need a one dance Got a Hennessy in my hand One more time before I go Higher powers taking a hold on me
Thank you once again to everyone logged on online, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. It is time for us to get into the sports news. Ah, Marlon is probably in depression right now because the Dolphins lost to the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals stopped the Dolphins 27-15 after injured tago was carted off sorry marlon i feel your pain joe borrowed tossed a late two-yard touchdown pass to hayden hurst to seal a 27 15 win for the cincinnati Bengals over miami in a thursday night yeah game marred by the horrific sight of dolphins quarterback tago being taken off on a stretcher tago was chased down and thrown to the turf by cincinnati's josh to Powell with about six minutes left in the first half. He remained down for more than seven minutes before being taken to a hospital with reported head and neck injuries. Von Bell's interception of Miami backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater that saved his second pick of the night with three minutes left in the game. Well, that's up the Bengals' final drive. Even my Ferson, or Evan McPherson kicked two fourth quarter field goals, including a 57 yarders so up next the dolphins will be at the new york jets on sunday october 9 Bengals will be at baltimore also on sunday september 9 yeah yep marlon you all right you're good you're breathing yeah seven minutes a long is a long time to be down sonette go ahead marlon no, I'm good. I'm good. He was injured from last week anyway. They shouldn't they shouldn't let him play. So What happened to him last week? With the Bills when they got tackled and he hit his head and they say he was okay. Uh because they they getting in trouble for that from last week for the NFL because they let him play and he was um I think he had a concussion from last week, but I guess they paid a doctor to clear him. I don't know, but huh. something's wrong. <sighs> Concussions. Again. Yeah. Concussions are nothing out. to play with, man. So he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. So we'll see. Um, Concussions are nothing to play with, right? Um, So last week, Thursday, in practice, son number three, he plays football. He had a concussion. They called me. Um, he had to come home. They did their checks at the school. He's out for seven days. And before he can go back, he has to be cleared. Um, he was throwing up Thursday. Um, had a headache. Gave him painkillers. So we've been monitoring him. So on Tuesday, we had to take him to um, UM, their sports medicine center, to meet with a neurologist. Um, he's off balance. He has to wear shades because light affects his eyes. Uh, it's not something to play with, folks. Don't take it lightly. Do not take it lightly. If your kids play any type of sports, it doesn't happen only in football. It can happen in any sport. He had, was it a helmet? Um, helmet to helmet, head on, right? Um and every now and again, when you see him in the house, you know, you see him grabbing, like, to hold on because he's losing his balance. I tell him, don't drop because I can't pick you up. 
right? You six five, I can't manage you, right? But um, yeah, um, big up to technology though. I will say this because I didn't real realize that they were connected technologically to these high schools. So they put everything in the system and it gets sent right over to the school and you know they send a sheet with what the the coaches need to do at the school you know to reintroduce them and they, they don't play i must say mommy you um you worth your forty thousand dollars or more per year for tuition and uh, top of the notch i i mean really it's worth it. Let me just say it's worth it. And he has to go back on Tuesday um, for a follow-up, you know. But um, I respect it. And the coach goes along with whatever the neurologists say. And it's, it's teamwork. It's teamwork. And I like the interconnectivity between the high school and the, the UM School of Medicine. Um, yeah. Lenar invested in that wing of it because it's the Lenar Foundation and Lenar is a home builder here in South Florida but um yeah appreciate that but um as a parent I don't know let, let me let me ask this question because men you see things different from women right mothers and fathers different I look at Marlon Marlon is dead calm as if to say oh yeah he'll be all right he'll be fine but us mothers, we're going crazy. Is it that you men are torn up, shattered, but you display it a different way or you hold it together better than us women? Talk to me. Because we look at y'all being dead calm and we're like, what the heck? You don't, you, you don't, you don't see the seriousness of what's going on, but y'all are dead calm. How do you do it? Men, Marlon, James, <laughs> Frenzy. Huh? We hold up a little better. I mean, it depends on how it looks and how we um, react to certain things. But if he look like he's okay, mm -hmm. you know, we don't worry. Or if we do worry, it's not going to be a drastic worry like, you know, you would, <laughs> you know, pulling out your hair and, and go crazy and stuff. No, yeah, we don't have time for that because somebody, somebody got to be calm to make sure he's okay you know and, and at the end of the day too he's a he's a man we gotta let him you know he has to when i when i when i was younger and i fall who picked me up i had to pick myself up you know so we can we, we have to make them learn to do stuff for themselves too you know we are there for them but we have to let them pick up they get hit they gotta get up i understand the concussion is dangerous but Grateful that he's not in a hospital. I mean, if he was in a hospital and can't speak and certain, then I'd be worried. But he came home, so he'd be all right. So, do you think us mothers overreact? Definitely, I think so. I mean, yes, you guys probably have more of a bond because you, you know, there was you take them in your stomach for so long, so you have that connection with them. But still. Yeah, you guys overreact regardless. Oh my gosh. Okay. Go ahead, Japheth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I 
I'm not going to speak as far as the sun is concerned, but I'm going to speak regarding what I heard today regarding the Miami um, player that was taken off. Mm -hmm. the. Um, so um, what was said is sometimes we know as men and it's our team and we want to go back in and we want to make sure our team is okay. But when do you protect the player from the player? Mm -hmm. Because your mindset may say, I'm tough, I'm mean, or whatever, I'm going to go back in, but you can be hurting yourself more. So when do you protect the player from the player? And why they said that is because he was obviously staggering four days before, mm -hmm. and he claimed it was his back, but a lot of people don't believe that. They believe he had some type of concussion, maybe the four days, and then he came back in. Hmm. and played and get hurt again. So when do you protect the man from the mentality of being strong and being able to take anything? That's a good question. Well, in, in Norbert's Javette, though, the thing is, the doctors and the coaches, if, they, if they've seen something, well, we all see it on TV last week. And in practice, somebody recorded in practice in where were they in Cleveland um, yesterday or the day before he was still not himself so they should have seen that he was not himself and should have said you know what let's give the second string quarterback um, all the snaps yes they give him snaps but uh, they, I believe they should have pulled him out from last week I don't think even though he think he's okay or he he wants to win because they're 3-0 and and they think they could keep going you know your health come first you know and at the end of the day if something happened to you there's well see they got a backup right there you go out somebody gonna take the backup to trash but still you know but at the end of the day I think they should have pulled them out from last week and gave somebody another chance because now he's gonna be I think he's going to be out for a season. As a possibility, his career may be over. You know, okay, he's been getting a lot of these hits lately. So let's see what happens. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say still. Yeah. Yeah, the coaches should have saw that, but he being the men, and the men are the ones that are overseeing him, I think – at the end of the day, sometimes you guys will dismiss what's going on just because you want to show your strength. Yeah. I agree, too. You're right, because um, um, for his case, too, um, everybody called him soft. when he, He's been playing for three years, I think, in Miami, and everybody called him soft. So I guess he wanted to show people that he's not soft. And at the end of the day, if you're soft, you're soft. You got to walk away. You know, you cannot... You're not here to please please yourself. But he's been getting a lot of backlash for a couple of years, say he's soft and he can't take a hit. You know, so I guess in his back of his mind, what happened to him last week, he's gonna try to man up and come back. But you know, I think he just screwed himself over. But what does soft mean? <laughs> you know, I, I get, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to take over the show. No, 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 no. But it's, you're asking good questions. Radio, yes, because we are on radio and there could be people listening. What is soft? So to the detriment of your body, because I think even the strongest men on the, on the team, 
that get hit will feel it. So we got to stop using these terms. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But people is comparing it from, you know, back in the 90s or, you know, these quarterbacks, you could hit them and it's like nothing happened to them. But nobody knows what happened after the game, how they go home and cry and feel in pain. A lot of us don't see that. You know, for him getting a hit out there, these quarterbacks now who's out here, they feel like they're too, they can't take a hit. You know, but at the end of the day, the NFL are trying to protect them too because the NFL have seen so-called supposed to be tough quarterbacks hurt real bad. So calling somebody soft, you know, you don't, I don't know. It's it's just it's just stupid to me. But um, they have to protect themselves, and we have to know when to walk away or tell a coach, you know what, I don't think I can do this. Or tell the doctors, listen, man, I don't care if you find me, but I'm not going out there. Um, you could you could give the second string the all the snaps and let him know the plays and let him go do his thing. You have to know to tell a coach, I ain't doing it. <sighs> well, Yvette, I don't know. He's going to have to make a decision now as to how he moves going forward. And you're right. How do you protect the player from the player? You have to be a coach that is strong um, and not be afraid to say, defend your player. Look out for your player. Know what's in their best interest. Stand up to the team. Whether, whether it's the team's owner saying, oh, we need him out there, we need him out there because there's one on the table. You have to say, okay, you, you, you want him dead or you want him alive? Pick one. If you want him alive, this is what we need to do. It sucks that we're going to probably miss a couple of games and lose a couple of games or what have you. But let us focus on his well-being so he can come back stronger, better and stronger. And then you have to turn to the player who wants to be out there because they love the game so much and say, hey, what do you want? You want to be dead or alive? Which one? Let us look at the different things that can happen. Let common sense prevail. So the coach is the one, I think, who is the liaison between the team's owners and the team. They know their players best, and they have to make these the hard decisions, the hard calls. They have to stand up to the, 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 the player, and they have to stand up to the owner and do what's best for the teammate. That, that, that's how I look at it. I agree. Yeah. And as parents, you have to do the same thing as well. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I know son number three is very disappointed that he won't be able to play on Saturday. They have a game Saturday night. Uh, and I'm, I'm disappointed he's not going to be able to play. I feel the disappointment for him. I do. You know, he feel good. He's looking forward to doing another touchdown. He did a touchdown the last game, team one. The team has been doing very well, right? He wants to play. And he's been getting a lot of play time. And I get it. I don't the position he plays I don't like it. I really don't. Um What's the position Marlon defense? What's the name of the position again? Remind me. 
defense. Defense. Defense end. Defense end. And I'm looking at he's six five. Why you have him in that position? He's tall. He has his height to his advantage. But what's the position I said I would prefer him to play? Uh, I think it was wide receiver. Wide receiver, that, yeah. That's worse than defense. You he think gave, so? Okay. It is worse. It is worse. The um, safety and everybody. You go if they get that ball, they they come to get you. So, but the whole sport is dangerous itself, you know, because all that hit to the head and you know different hits all over the body. Um. It's just dangerous overall. But my thing for Tula, I personally think he's gonna. I think he's gonna walk away. I think he's gonna leave. His his parents gonna tell him to walk away. How old is he, Marlon? He's young. He's probably twenty. I want to say twenty seven, twenty eight. Um, he's been in three years, so yeah, about twenty seven, twenty eight. Unless they're gonna get him a good protection. Um, line offensive line to protect him like they protect Tom Brady and all of them. If he's gonna keep getting hit like this, he has to retire. And also Okay. All right. Thank you, Javette. Thank you, Marlon. Appreciate you both. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. First up, Hurricane Ian, 20 migrants are still missing in waters off Florida. A boat carrying more than two dozen migrants has sunk off the coast of Florida, United States government officials said, as crews searched for 20 people that remain missing as Hurricane Ian slammed the U.S. state. Walter Slosar, who is chief patrol agent at the U.S. Border Patrol's Miami sector headquarters, said on Wednesday that law enforcement agencies had launched a search and rescue mission after the vessel sank due to inclement weather, story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Slosar said four migrants swam ashore at Stock Island in the Florida Keys, but that crews, including the U.S. Coast Guard, were looking for 23 others. Later, the Coast Guard said three people had been rescued south of Boca Chica, another island in the Keys amid the ongoing search. They were brought to the local hospital for symptoms of exhaustion and dehydration. Air crews are still searching, the agency said on Twitter. I'm uh, not sounding too good. Over the weekend, 50 migrants from Cuba were taken into Border Patrol custody after making landfall during three events in the Florida Keys on makeshift vessels. That's what was written on Monday. You know, um, is wet foot, dry foot still in play? Because if they make it to land, aren't they supposedly still safe? I mean, won't be turned back or no? I need to look up wet foot, dry foot. Did it expire? I need to check, check that out. Up next, a schoolgirl killed in fight at a Kingston Technical High School identified. Story courtesy of JamaicaLukeNews.com. 
the schoolgirl killed during a fight with a pair at Kingston Technical High School on Hanover Street in the capital city on Thursday afternoon has been identified. She is 16-year-old Michonne Campbell. Her schoolmate, who is alleged to have inflicted the deadly wounds, is a 17-year-old girl. She is now in police custody. According to the police report, Michonne and the fellow grade 11 student were at school when a dispute developed between them just before 3 p.m. It is alleged that they were both injured in the fight, with Michonne receiving stab wounds to her neck and face. They were both taken to the hospital where Michonne succumbed to her injuries and the other schoolgirl was treated and released to the custody of the police. Okay. My Senegal school for learn. My Senegal school for stab up and fight and all these things and kill people. My Senegal school for learn. Not for school for stab up nobody and kill nobody. What the heck is going on? I mean, it goes to speak to the environment um, that that um, you'd say the students are the students are from. So I mean, I think I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday and saying that you know the 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 it, when when you think of high school in Jamaica and you think of the students, it's essentially a melting pot, you know, right? Melting pot of you know, just different, um, you know, just, just different behavioral patterns from different, you know, um, areas, you know, whether it be garrisons or uptown or whatever. So, you know, it's a huge melting pot. And everybody just, um, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, that culture from what, you know, they, they learn outside of school, you know, they bring it inside of school, right? inside the the, the the walls of the, the, the school compound. So, you know, violence in school in Jamaica has, you know, has always been, you know, a, a, an issue, you know, a big issue. And um, I think the, the way to curb that issue, I mean, you know, just speaking from experience is, um, you know, I mean, you really have to really kind of be specific in terms of the type of students that you essentially admit um, into the institution. And some schools, you know, they can't necessarily, um, what you'd say, you know, they can't, they, 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 don't, they don't have a choice but to, you know, admit certain individuals, right? However, you know, certain schools that have actually took, that took those measures, um, you know, previously in the past, you know, realize that, you know, once they did that, that definitely curved the way the the um the 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 perspective um or just the overall um pattern you know of the of of of, of the students and their behavior as well so i think the issue is you know who is going to which stakeholders and investors are going to take the approach to say all right you know we're going to make the hard decisions to really invest into the school and say all right you know unfortunately you know you're just only letting in a certain certain type are you know it, it's 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 it sounds discriminatory yeah know? i was about to say right? <laughs> it's so discriminatory you know um 
Michelle, right? But it's 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 that approach that you you would literally have to take to limit those type of um those type of um issues to come up um where the students concerned. And why I say I speak from experience, I went to JC, mm-hmm. right? And if anybody knew JC within, say for example, the early two thousands, right, and knew what JC was then. And see JC no, you'd be surprised. I'm not sure if anybody, um, you know, kind of familiar, um, basically familiar with both, both the early 2000s and no. It's two different JC, right? And when I went to JC, as I keep, like, you know, I was explaining to people, I was like, listen, JC was almost like a boot camp. You understand? You enter JC, a boy, you leave a man, right? JC wasn't no, at, that, at them time, the JC wasn't no, no boy school. You can't you can't surf and go JC. Right? It's like a school where you basically that's what I say it's like a melting pot. Like JC basically had like 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 youths from every single garrison area you can think of. Right? And it's like once they come in the campus now, it's like as me I say it's like just a melting pot. That just becomes a culture of the entire school. Right? I thought about when I go to school, I thought about if I go to a metal detector like every single morning, right? Wow. Like stabbing every single morning. Or every, almost every other day you have a stabbing incident. Are you serious? Right? That and, and, wow. and, 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 and The thing when I try to the picture that I try to paint to people is that, it, listen, violence, violence in school, no, no, right? What makes it new is the fact that, you know, but then, the only time you hear about violence in school is when you listen to the 7 o'clock news or the 8 o'clock news or probably RGR or something. Right. And you hear about that here and there. But it's because, you know, you have social media where, 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 where literally pick up every single thing right now and then you have so many different media outlets that are out there. It's like, I mean, as soon as something happens, it pick it up and it send it out right away. But speaking as message, speak from experience when I got JC, like, in my, in my opinion, I'm mean, going to think there was no school... At that point in time, that was worse. That was worse than GSE. Seriously. Wow. I would never have like, thought. No, man. We have some moments. I tell you someone, you talk about you go to school and, you know, yeah, 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 watch your back. Yeah, you understand? It's like, as me say, it's like a boot camp. Like, and, and then, and then, what, and then bring him back to the point whereby you have to have the stakeholders and investors that say, listen, right? We need a change. Mm-hmm. Because right now, if, if if those old boys, GC old boys and the stakeholders didn't decide to say, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to make a make a make a make a renovation. Basically, re, re basically re-transform or transform the school and make it to what we want it to be, all right, what it needs to be. Right? If that never happened, you know, GSC would have probably turned out to be one of the worst schools right now in Jamaica in terms of the level of um, you know, the level of um I would say criminal and violent behavior that usually take place like on a daily basis. You understand what I say? So, so, so I think that the 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 solution to some of these um violent acts within the school is really to take a a a, a an approach, right? Similar to what JC did when they said that, all right, listen, these are the type of individuals that we're admitting into the school. Nobody else but these type. So JC literally raised the bar, you know, because almost any and anybody at that point in time could have, could have basically, you know, entered JC. But JC raised the bar very high. Wow. Right? So <laughs> coming out, 
you're coming out of GSAT back then or if you're coming out of PEP now, your, 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 your score has to be extremely high to, 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 to go to GSE, right? It's not a, it's not, it's not a, um, a mediocre score, right? And again, they're very, let me tell you, they're very keen and, uh, and prideful in terms of um, how, you know, the, the overall institution itself, the, the physical part of it, because uh, again, I'm not sure if anybody have been to GC recently, but the structure of it completely changed entirely, right? And again, it goes back to just who's going to say, all right, we're going to make the, we're going to make the sacrifice mm-hmm. and, 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 and basically, um, basically make the change, you know, to say, all right, listen, this is where it stops. Otherwise, yeah. Same incident with this girl. That's exactly what's going to continue to happen. happen. Wow. Thank you for the insight. I, I must say, I was totally unaware that, um, yeah. So I should not be shocked by this story because it's some, it is something that has been prevalent in schools. It's just that they don't all make it to mainstream media. And that is disturbing. It is disturbing. It is, it is, it is, it is. So it, is. it points then to the importance of school, community, and homes working together. It definitely yes. p- speaks to that because, and parents have to understand that school is not responsible solely for raising your children. You have a hand in raising your children, right? You can't want the school to raise your child, but the minute the child does something wrong and the child is disciplined, you're ready to go up to the school to fight off everybody up there. You're not setting the right tone. Right. You right. know, so there needs to be a conscientious shift. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't have the answers. I'm going to be frank about that. But something needs to be done. All parties need to sit at the table and you have to not just going to the communities when you're looking for votes, but going there to show them that we care about the future of the country. We care about the future of your family because your family is the country. There's not a way you can't separate the two, right? Mm-hmm. So let us see how we can work together for the greater good and how we can bring about positivity within the children's lives, their minds, it's going to take, it's group work. It's a group effort. This is what you call a group project. Definitely. It's, it's a group project and it can, and, and unfortunately, uh, moments, it definitely cannot become, cannot be done by the government. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Definitely. It's it going to be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be from, from, as I say, you know, with the, the, the old boys association and, have, and stakeholders and, and different investors, the, the, the government, government now goes sit down and, Oh boy, so unfortunate. All right. Thank you so much, Percy. Appreciate it. So Williams stands firmly with school boards deciding uniform policies. Education and Youth Minister Favel Williams has declared that it will be left up to school boards to determine the dress code for students at their respective local institutions. She said, it is not our, the ministry's, intention to prescribe the length of a girl's uniform or the length of a boy's pants or the size of it, said Williams during a post-cabinet press briefing at Jamaica House on Wednesday. We leave those decisions to our boards in our schools, and each school has a board comprising a parent and a student representative. 
The formal position of the ministry comes in the wake of several calls for the government to swiftly craft a general dress code policy governing all schools following recent incidents of students being barred from schools due to the lengths and sizes of their uniforms. One such case was highlighted earlier this month when parents alleged that students of Godfrey Stewart High School in St. James were barred from entering the school compound after not adhering to the school's uniform policy. Williams said that based on her understanding of the situation at the school, the decision relative to the length of uniform was arrived at following a process. The parents were sensitized starting in May of this year, she stated. Listen. If the school said, I saw the uniform for stay, I saw the uniform for stay. If them said the uniform for be a certain length, make it be a certain length. If them said it must be three inches below the knee, make it three inches below the knee. If them said three inches above the ankle, make it three inches above the ankle. If them said no tight pants, no tight pants. If them said no pleat up front pants, no pleat up front pants. We are going to argue them about the rules for. I don't think it needs the ministry to be to take control. Appearance, that man. Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think people are saying that the ministry needs to create a general policy because it's a recurring thing. It's every year. It's every single year, and the schools lock children out of school because of it. And it's like we're in a loop. We're stuck in a loop where every year it's like there's a discussion about the uniforms and people are just tired. Like, can we just fix it once and for all so we can focus on more important matters? Um, the the I, I get it in terms of school. The, the board makes the rules, but also rules are not, and laws are not shackles, you know? Right. It has to make sense. Um, there's a discussion the other day where one of the principal, I, I believe when they leave it up to everybody, everybody gets the input and interpret it to fit their own beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And what you get from it is that one one of the arguments made by the principal at Godfrey Church was that, oh, if the girls' uniforms are long, men won't. I think something like about touching them or sexually harassing them. And it flies in the face of people who have dealt with sexual harassment within the Jamaican society where it is normalized because a long uniform won't stop somebody who wants to sexually harass you or sexually abuse you or rape you, if you know what I mean. Right. And then also when you look at some of the girls, these girls are wearing uniforms at their ankles in a climate like Jamaica, a tropical climate, one. And two, it's about many of these children traverse the streets on rainy days. It's, it's about how hectic it is. Does it make sense? You know, when I was going to school, my uniform used to be, it couldn't, it couldn't be above the knee, but it was right under the knee. It didn't stop me from learning. I never felt the need to make it shorter than whatever. And my mother never had no problems. You know, but it keeps getting worse and worse now. The you girls at Holy Child and those schools, ankle length. For what? Are they nuns? Can they frack The frack can't pull up same way, Kalisha. That's my point. <laughs> And that's why a lot of parents were upset when the minister came out and said in support of it because you can't say, oh, if they wear a long uniform, you're pretty much saying if you wear a long uniform, you won't get molested or you won't get harassed. Are you saying that it was my fault? Mm -hmm. Why that happened in the first place? You know, so 
it's just what people are saying. It's like yesterday the student, uh, one student murdered, well, not murdered, stabbed another child. Right. We just spoke yeah. about that one. I don't know if you came in on that one. The 16-year-old oh, that was killed by the 17-year-old. And for many parents, it's a matter of what are we going to, are we going to be busy focusing on the uniforms of these children when we need to be focusing on these weapons and what is happening in their headspace when they come into these spaces and there are schools in jamaica the comparison we can draw the comparisons there are people who went to campion who have jumped in the conversation and say yo when i was going to school um i could wear makeup i wear malika earring I wear braids my skirt did the right here so and yet i ace all 10 subjects at grade ones mm-hmm. we're well behaved on the streets there are private schools in Jamaica where the girls' skirts are way above the knees. Mm-hmm. Way above the knees. It doesn't get in the way of them learning. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not against policy, you know. I'm just saying the policy should make sense. And when you leave things up to everybody and every board to interpret, that's where the problem come in because there's no guiding policy to say. And the policy just simply needs to be. I can't dictate to the school what colors they wear, but I can say it is standard mm-hmm. that girls' uniform should be three inches below the knees. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Because now, mo- uh, moments, what, what you find is you're going to have one person who don't share the belief that the uniform matter. Right. And then you're going to have another one who going to tell you, say, if you wear this skirt up one inch above your knee, hellfire going to rain down and you're going to hell. <laughs> so you're looking at cultural and religious differences. Yes. So when you remove that, generally just create a basic policy of length and width. Then everybody can fit within that. Mm-hmm. Now, you can argue with the school if you believe that your daughter should wear pink blouse when I pink the school. Say, my argument as the head of this, this this sector is that I don't dictate the color, but I dictate the length. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, but we can't. I feel like it distracts every year, and to me, it grieves me when students go to school because even the other day, Godfrey Stewart, it, it's it's sad because one. Let me be honest with you. These rules only affect poor people. We're gonna be. You think so, Kalisha? Yeah, man. Because guess why? Yeah, so the schools where the rich people in Pitney go them rules in a matter mm-hmm. i'm telling you and i can tell you this okay at some schools some like godfrey stewart you can lock out the lady who sell down the road daughter but you could lock out my son because i will sue you mm. you know what i mean yeah i got you okay it, and it affects the people who can't afford it we're coming out of covid where children were at home for two years everybody grew out every uniform Every uniform is growth, and I like say, we didn't have, oh, we have two from last year, we could just get three this year. It's where we have to get five and six because nothing don't fit no more. And when you say to these people, after, oh, you have to pull this out or you have to make this over, where am I going to get it from? They already struggled to find the uniforms. Right, right. I see what it's you're saying. One side of society, and I think it's dumb because, oh, oh, when the girls wear the uniform long, men will molest them. What? They're not going to molest them anyway. It doesn't matter. But, um, <laughs> Let me, but then again, if I, I would say, make them wear pants, uniform pants to school, but then you're going to hear, well, some of them, but I'm too big and them are going to wear it too tight. You can't no, please everybody. Saying. I see what you're saying. I see where yeah, you're going. Yeah, you can't already, please everybody. Right. I need one minister to step in and just say, let's just fix this. I could fix this. 
off of the table. It's the same way you have some schools, oh, they can't wear, um, your hair is dreadlocks and you can't wear it. And you just be like, why is this a discussion today? Right. No, that, that's, uh, hairstyle for me should not be a question, meaning because of the religious and cultural differences. If someone is a Pentecostal and then wear them hair natural, we're not trouble them. So why are we troubling the person who is Rastafarian and chooses to wear locks? I, I, that's, off the table for me that's not a discussion we should be having it's a general part of the grooming because the argument is always surrounding the grooming of it oh, you know boy. what i mean so it's just like oh let's let's just take it off the table and feel like it distracting and when even the other day i got frustrated when i saw it on the, on, the, on the news i was just like but imagine me drop off my child a school right but hold on kilisha let me ask a question because i saw a clip on tiktok right where it says the 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 skirt is supposed to be um like what three or six inches above the ankle right that's a 90. <laughs> okay let's be honest the skirt was made long i saw it the skirt was long um i didn't see the issue that's me but the school said it never meet the requirements and i saw the diagram that the one parent had up the diagram or something i was like okay what's the issue i didn't see the issue but i guess it didn't mean if it's an inch off it's still long that's it for me we need to remove the intricacies from it like don't leave it to them because one school going to say it must be two inches below one other one going to say it must be three four and five remove it don't make it flexible standard ministry policy says the uniform should be two inches below three inches below that's but that wasn't that what it was when i was going to school i went i went to no apparently uh, it was never it was never like that because when like i was that. going to school the uniforms if i remember were roughly two to three inches right below the knee if i remember well and of course you know you have growth spurts during the school year and nobody said you couldn't wear the uniform anymore i'm trying to think back but um, yeah, start of the school year, your uniform below the knee and, you know, you have to wear certain color shoes, certain color socks. I went to Westwood High School for girls. Um, you couldn't wear jewelry. There was no nail polish allowed. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's dumb. Honestly, in my opinion, it's dumb. Because as I said, imagine I drop off my child, turn the corner, drop you off on the curb, you're walking into school and I go about my business only to be watching the news to see my child locked out of school but let me ask you a question if the school says um kilisha that this the uniform is supposed to be this particular length you the parent isn't it your responsibility to make sure that it is that particular length at the end of the day and not see a noah the skirt done the same way anyway to some it's degree fair. isn't there some responsibility to be laid on the parent i agree I agree, but I'll tell you this. I came to Florida in the summer and I bought my son's um, pants for school, right? Uh -huh. It was like late, late, about mid-August, something like that. And I will tell you that the morning when my son was going to school, mid-September, because he started school like a week later than the, the other schools. And he's walking, I was like, how is his pants already up there? Growth spurt. Because he's in a growth spurt. How do you control those things? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. It just, it just don't make no sense to me. But at Jamaica, we always <laughs> major in the minor things, you know? Oh. We major in the minor 
And to me, you're locking out children who already dance because them already don't get two years of school. Yes, they're fully dance. They're fully dance. <laughs> two years. And you set the time to lock them out of school because your uniform was one inch off what the requirement is. Ridiculous. Yeah. Can I get one point in? I think, um, I don't, I, I don't think it's all the way minor, um, Kelisha. It's just because, so for example, similar situation when I was going to school, um, in JC, right? And they had those same, um, same rules and regulations in terms of, you know, being, um, strictly enforcing um, or trying to enforce those, those those rules, right? However, um, you still had the same issues where, you know, the the complaints by the parents or, um, you know, or or, or the different complaints from from the parents, guardians, or whoever, right? And what happened with that, right? Was that there wasn't there wasn't any standard that was set, uh, you know? um Prezi, i have to stop you right there one second because i have to do my online um my radio wrap up so don't go anywhere we'll be right back to finish up the conversation bear with me one moment all right thank you so much Thank you to all our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, log on to QMZRadio.com to help you get through your day. Thank you to all the listeners who logged on to JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Also, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you are listening to coffee and dough world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views it's always great conversation shared views varying opinions and interesting perspectives Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media and the me in everything is MI. Look forward to seeing you all Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful weekend wherever you are. Please be safe, whatever you do, wherever you go, take good care of yourself. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you.
Thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate you. Take care. All right, Clubhouse, I'm back with you.